Hi friends, welcome along. This is the Influence Podcast. If you're looking to inspire more people, have a positive impact on a global scale, build an influential and magnetic brand, and build a profitable business with your unique gifts and talents, then the Influence Podcast is for you. I'm your host, Jake Adam Davey, former high school French and Spanish teacher, turned international speaker, online business coach, and Instagram growth and monetization enthusiast. You can find tools, resources, and so much more on the website, jakeadamdavy.com. And you can also say hello on Instagram at jakeadamdavy. Please also, if you're enjoying the podcast, do feel free to leave a review. The more stars, the better, of course. But equally, if you're not enjoying it, you are still invited to leave a review. The one thing I would also ask is, of course, sharing is caring. So if you've listened to something or heard something in the podcast that you think you've enjoyed or would be useful and beneficial to other people, then please do hit that share button and pass it on to somebody that you know. I'd be so very, very grateful and so thankful if you did. Now let's dive into today's episode on the Influence Podcast. Okay, hello, welcome along. This is episode 118 of the Influence Podcast. I'm very excited today. Uh, I am genuinely excited to be able to introduce um, uh, a good friend, colleague. Uh, Her name is Holly Chantel. And um, for over a decade, Holly has been helping visionary coaches and service professionals enroll more clients into their high ticket offers and develop the business infrastructure they need to reach their next stage of growth. So if you're looking for somebody that can quickly grasp what you do in all of its complexity and help you find the best path forward, Holly is 100% the woman to call. Uh, At the moment, she's looking for consultants, coaches who are at the point in their business where they realize that whilst they're doing the the things that pay the bills, and I think we all get to that stage at some point in business, um, they're feeling restless. Maybe some of the strategies that they've been trying haven't been working quite as well as they used to. Uh, I can certainly testify to that as well in my own business. I think we all can. And in general, they're feeling like they're meant to be doing something more, as in that they uh, would like to be doing something that's a little bit more fulfilling, but for whatever reason, they're maybe a little bit afraid to go all in. Holly, it feels a little bit like you're speaking to me in those. So that's why I've been looking forward to this so much. I feel like we've all been there. So that's no surprise. Oh, Oh, absolutely. Welcome to the Influence Podcast. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, So I I usually ask, and I think um, regular listeners for the the, the show will know that I usually uh, give you the option of where you'd like to start. I'm going to be a little bit selfish this time, if I may, because I'm I'm going to ask the uh, lead with a question that I really want to ask. Uh, when we send out info to, to our guests, this is more background context for, for people listening, but when we send backgrounds um, and questions for our guests, one of the questions that we ask is, if we meet in a year from today with a bottle of champagne, what will we be celebrating? Um, and Holly, you'd said another year of fun and ease in business. Um, I really like that answer. Just, to, just what, what does that mean for you, fun and ease in business? So for me, it means that I made business really hard for a very long time. And in the last couple of years have realized that while I had run my business as organically going with the flow and, and listening to kind of, or following kind of what other people were doing and, and thinking that that was also the path I needed to take. I realized in 2020 when, you know, the kerfuffle happened yeah. uh, that that uh, that forced me to take a step back and realize that 
I really had a lot more control than I thought I did. And the dream that I had for my business and, and how I'd like to be spending my time was actually way more possible than I thought. I kind of up until that point was telling myself, okay, well, I need to get consistency here and I need to launch that first. And I need to get all of these underpinnings ready before I can do what I really want to do. Yeah. And uh, when all of, all of the, the schedule and the, every, like everything I had in place um, got kind of thrown out the window when my kids were home and I, I uh, had a baby and a husband was home, like just everything was turned upside down it really gave me the opportunity to get creative and realize, okay, I can run my business in a couple hours a day. What does that look like? And changed up my business model to now it's so much easier and I'm doing what I really enjoy and I have amazing clients. And I mean, I've always had amazing clients, but I have even more <laughs> amazing clients. <laughs> um, I've always, I've always enjoyed my work, but the, the, um, I've just been able to get creative and, and how to make it just easy and um, not uh, not spending a lot of time doing things that I don't really enjoy doing. Sure, sure. I, I thank you for that. And the, uh, yeah, I, I, it resonates certainly resonates with me the idea of, of um, I guess uh, the lifestyle business in a way is how most people would see it or position it. Um, and everybody's lifestyle is different. Everybody's priorities and such are different. But being uh, but being able to fit the business in in that way. Um, when you when you talk about the getting to the stage where you are now how has that progressed and would you would you be open to just sharing a little bit about your background within business you mentioned that you've made some real kind of mistakes and done it the hard way Uh, tell us about those first what does that look like yeah so um my business it's funny I when I started my business it was actually very easy for me I I grew the business very quickly. I found, once I found my niche, like who I served, what I was doing and got really clear on that, things really took off. And within about two months, I was booked solid. Within a year, I was already at six figures. And where things started to get tricky was when I had kids, because at that point I was 24, I was living in the city, I was single, you know, I was living the life. And uh, then priority shifted. And uh, I had my, I've had, I've, had three babies over the last 10 years. And with each one, I made it a point to keep them home with me next, like next to me while I'm working for the first year so that I could do all the things moms do um, and, and, and have that bonding time. And so that really kind of threw a wrench in things as far as you don't have control over your schedule anymore. You can't work hours at a time. You kind of work in short bursts. And I struggled with that for a really long time. And, um, you know, just kept kind of putting band-aids and, and finding ways to make it work. And, and I did yeah. get a nanny and a babysitter. I have, she's actually here today with me, 18 month old. And um, that helped a lot, but there was still the anxiety and the stress of, you know, am I going to schedule a podcast interview if my baby's going to lose her mind halfway through it? Or um, <laughs> is, is uh, you know, am I going to have, is someone going to pull an all nighter tonight and I'm not going to be able to write the copy that I need to write. So there was always that anxiety of like, just not having control over um, how well rested you were and when you're going to be able to do things with silence and that kind of thing. So I had to let go of a lot of that and um, realized very pleasantly that people are very understanding of, of mishaps. It doesn't, you don't have to always have the 
the silent, perfect, you know, everything office and um, as long as you give people a heads up. So I have yeah. clients that uh, they know um, when my kids were like really little that I might have to change a diaper during a meeting or um, I told you before we got on the podcast, you know, my, I have my 18 month old running around. She may scream in joy. We'll hear it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of She's still she in the joy stage. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of <laughs> crying and anger. She does. Um, so, so yeah, so those were the play, time, the, the ways I was making it harder for myself was, um, trying to fit myself into expectations that I believed were being that I needed to fit into and realizing that um, all those expectations are, are really made up. And um, with the, the right, setting the right expectations and the right boundaries, you find the right people that are, that are okay with, with um, doing things a little bit differently. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And as you say, you, one of the big things was being open with your clients about that and, and, them being very understanding so it's it also allows you or it feels like you've you've got very comfortable with um how can i put it ultimately just the relationship with your your clients not saying that it, you didn't have that previously but but very open with them and uh, about the situation as you say and and, and young children and such uh, and they're very yeah it's all about setting expectations i find that that's that's the key to having a really successful client relationship is setting the right expectations from the get-go and being really open in communication both ways. How, how do you do that? Uh, so I do that uh, just really throughout the relationship, even starting from uh, when someone books a strategy session with me to talk about working together, there are certain um, certain things I expect of them. So I expect them to do their research. I have a video for them to watch and I want them to have conversations with other stakeholders in the decision so that there's, we're, we're already um, kind of pacing how the relationship's going to be like, you have expectations of me that yeah. I come to the call prepared, that I know what we're going to be talking about. And I have, um, you know, you are my focus and I expect the same things of my clients. So it's, it, it's more, it's almost like a, it's, it's, like I said, it's expectation setting and, and you do it throughout the relationship in small ways. Um, like just how your flow, your workflow is, is created. And then you also do it in more uh, concrete ways, like the contract that you have them sign and the agreements that you're making and how you're going to work together and how, um, how long the contract is born, what happens, you know, what, what is expected if you, know, you don't need your homework or that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. So it, it took a while, I think probably to get there to realize what expectations needed to be set. But if you're finding that um, there are certain aspects of the relationships you have with clients or there's certain aspects of your business that just feel like um, like a rock in your shoe. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. just kind of annoying, but I can deal with it. Chances are there's there's some boundaries and expectation setting that that could probably fix that if you had some open communication was just very clear with what you wanted. Yeah. I, I that that speaks to me completely. I think um, the, the the structure for my business and I think in, in some ways it's quite similar to, to some of the things that you do as well, Holly. Um, invited people firstly to to maybe watch a training about what we do and share a little bit about the business and then as you say booking a phone call um 
And again, from personal experience, we encourage our clients to to have phone conversations and Zoom conversations. You know, if they're kind of onboard clients and such as well. Um, but I, it's one of those things that certainly for a long time I'd overlooked as well is the idea of. Uh, well, they didn't watch the video, but that's okay because at least they showed up. And well, they you know they didn't have that conversation with their partner, even though I've kind of asked them to do it because they're here. Um, and you do make a rod for your own back in a way, and that you you kind of think, oh, actually, um, that's why the relationship becomes a little bit difficult because you know you hadn't set those expectations. So, right. I, I yeah, I, I really I really value that as well. So thank you for sharing that. And um, it doesn't mean you can't give people grace if they you know slip up. Um, I'm not like a, a tyrant. Of course. Oh yeah, no, no, and that doesn't come across. Of course it doesn't. Yeah. Of course it doesn't. But um, but but you're absolutely right. Setting those things from the start, just so it's really clear. Um, and it, it it generally the more open communication, it's you know it, the easier it's going to be, right? Um. So, what is the as you start working with clients and when clients come to you now? What is the number, kind of the major obstacle that, that people tend to have? Just, would you just share a little bit more detail about the, the type of people that you work with? And then what's kind of the number one thing that they struggle with to, to, to kind of take them to that next level? So I work with a lot of that are results. The, the deliverables are really being self-generated from their own experiences, their own knowledge and their own skills. And I find that that's really the hardest piece to capture because when everything is so self-generated, unless you have really like exceptional self-awareness, it's usually difficult to pinpoint what it is you actually do. Yeah. Because there's the face value of what you do. Like I am a marketing coach and I help people sell through webinars. But there's a lot of other marketing coaches that help people sell through webinars way of doing things and the experience of working with you that actually gets people results because we can say we get results but unless you can demonstrate the actual method and how it's different and why it's the piece that your clients have been missing up until now it makes it much more difficult to sell so that's primarily what I do is I I come in and, and kind of you're saying in the intro like if you need someone that can grasp what you do very quickly that that's kind of my my gift I I see um, behind behind the scenes a little bit in, in what you're doing. And I can really help you identify like what are the, what is special about your process and what parts should be highlighted that you might not even realize are the main value of what you do. And for a lot of folks, like they don't even realize, uh, they don't even know what it is that's like special about them because it's so comes so naturally and it's something that they've always done. And um, they don't, they're just too close to see what is what it is that makes their 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 way of doing things unique um i find a lot of times if you ask someone you know why should i hire you or what um what makes you different you're going to get an answer that is is one of two answers it's um either a personality-based answer because i'm a good listener because i have good insight because i care about my clients or it's going to be an experience answer because i've been there because i have, have worked in the trenches i've seen it all and what's funny is that those two answers are um, they're the most common which means yeah. they're not different at all <laughs> yeah yeah you've you've set that up beautifully uh holly because i'd love to know what what then are the the type of things that you might advise or recommend instead of going down those two most common routes 
So what we need to do is get a couple layers under that and we need to ask, okay, what has that experience? What have you learned in that experience? And what are your insights into um, what most people are missing in that scenario? Or what is it about the industry or the, the ways people are typically solving their problem that kind of drives you bananas? Cause it's just, there's just a better way to do it. And yeah. when you share those insights and we, we kind of dig into what, um, what the pieces are that you feel people are missing, that's where your uniqueness really is. I love that. I, I, I'm, I, I, I really want to, would you, would you be able to give a, a specific example maybe for um, a, a, an industry or niche or, um, that, you, that, you, that you know rather well, or could you give a specific example um, just as an illustration for the listeners? Sure. Um, hold on. I'm terrible at being put on the spot with examples. No. <laughs> My yeah, brain sorry. just goes, ah! I, I, yeah, I know. That was my, I was, as I was listening, I thought, I, I just really love that. And I'm just, I, I, to be, you know, I'm being selfish, let's be honest. Because I'm, I'm, That's I'm, okay. I'm really if you give me, uh, give me an industry and I can probably give you an example. Sure. Um, it, I mean, uh, the, the, the biggest industry, I guess, out there is kind of um, the, the fitness, health, weight loss space. Um, mm-hmm. If you go in maybe more niche, then it might be around, say, uh, fasting, for example, could be an example. Yep. Um, what about something in, in, in that area? Yeah, so um, weight loss, I've worked with a few clients that were health coaches or, or in that, that wellness area. And so the, the experience answer and the um, personality answer would be, you know, I will be, uh, be by your side. I will give you the support. I will, you know, tell you all the things you need to do. And I will, you know, some people play like the heart, the, the hardcore coach where they're, you know, I, I will call you out when I see you going off the, yeah. off the rails. I think like yeah. you, there's kind of like that personality. You can either be like the, the white, the, the fluffy, um, supportive person, or you're like the, the hardcore, like I'm going to push you kind of person. Yeah. And then the experiences, you know, I've been there. I've, I've, done this process, I've lost X, Y, Z pounds, et cetera. But if we really dig into, okay, what was the, what are the, um, what are the actual insights you have about this industry? And it could be that you are focused, everyone is focused on diet and exercise in that it's a limiting of your calories and a limiting of what you're allowed to eat and not eat and that kind of thing. Um, And what you have found is that there's actual we've either hormonal imbalances or micronutrition deficiencies that are causing someone to not be able to lose weight. And when we correct the hormonal issues or the, the, the micronutrition issues, the diet and exercise actually matter a lot less because your body is being kicked into a, so see what I'm doing is it's explaining yeah. the science behind it a little bit in a way that like logically makes sense. Yeah. So this this gives people the, the, the aha moment of, ah, that's the piece I've been missing. That sounds yeah. like me. And you can talk about the symptoms of, of those imbalances and the scenarios that they will have found themselves in. And, and that's where they really begin to resonate with your marketing yeah. and the personality and experience pieces matter and they will still be a part of what you're sharing it's, they're all just a piece of a whole. Um, and if we're missing this piece, which is the method and the methodology behind it. So the method is the actual modality you're using yeah. methodology is why you're using it. 
it, it paints the, a broader picture for people. So they really uh, feel like they can trust what you're saying and it, it, it hits a different level for them. Absolutely. It's, it, it feels like a, a bit of a re-education, you know, you're, you're almost teaching them something new, as you said, that, that, that they kind of buy into, oh yeah, okay, that, that totally resonates with me. That makes a lot of sense. And it, it almost allows them to explain back why those things have happened in the past in, in their lives as well. Is that, is that, exactly. is that kind of it? Yeah. Yeah. That's super, that's super powerful. Anybody listening to this, that's, that, that, that's a wow moment for me because I'm listening, I'm thinking, ah, oh, God, that is so good. Um, so yeah, anybody listening who's put in there and that, that's really your, one of your, your major strengths, uh, Holly, isn't it? The, the messaging side of that and matching the message with the, with the audience. Is that, is that fair to say? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that's, that's, um, it's my, it's my party trick. (laughs) Sometimes on my webinars, we'll play uh, whose line is it anyway with, with made up brands. And um, we'll just like make up really random messaging for like Tic Tacs that do your taxes um, and things like that. Cause it's, 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 it's become second nature and that is kind of fun. I love it. I love it. That, that, so the, the, the messaging side has been, has been one thing is, what's what in, in terms of um your superpower that would that be the major thing you think then that, is, that you, you put down as your superpower when when clients work with you i mean again i'm i'm, I'm looking for examples here because uh, you've, yeah. you've you've just given us a perfect one how how do you position that for, for you when 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 clients are considering working with you yeah so my you kind of mentioned it before who i who i'm looking for who i work with are uh the folks that are feeling like their their business is paying the bills like they have they have found success with what they're doing but they may have gone for the low-hanging fruit or what they felt was going to be the easiest business to build and then realized um either like realized in hindsight that maybe that wasn't what they wanted to build or during their journey they grew and uh grew personally professionally and um have have new insights that make them realize that they they may want to shift directions but it feels like you have worked so hard to build what you what you have that any shift feels like starting over or if it doesn't work everything's going to crumble and there's just a there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons not to do it yeah so what i have found is that the the reason that happens is one, because you have grown personally, professionally, we're constantly growing, especially as entrepreneurs. I feel like being, being a entrepreneur is a fast track, like self growth (laughs) (laughs) and it's inevitable. And uh, right. And your business, you, you need your business to keep up with that growth. And it's okay that it's, it's an evolving thing, like that your, your, services are evolving, your website's evolving, who you are is evolving, and we need to keep that up to date. What I have found is that when you are trying to enter that new niche, create that new offer, maybe raise your prices to be more in alignment with the value that you really are delivering, the reason why those things don't work and then uh, freak you out so that you go back to what you're used to and what does work um, it's kind of like an upper limit if you're familiar with that, that Gay Hendricks big leap. It's yeah. that same concept of you're basically hitting an upper limit. And the key to, the, to fixing that is finding that new message to market match because you have a lot of patterns in your speech and, and in your marketing um, and, ha- and, and basically your messaging and how you're talking about what you do, the examples that you're giving, what it is you're selling, 
that um, you almost have to rewire those in order to make that leap into that next, that next yeah. level of your business, that next evolution. Um, so, you know, where I, I can help someone that's starting out finding their message mark match, and I've done that for years, I really find joy in working with someone that has a big idea that they've been holding back on and helping them launch that new thing without cannibalizing the business they already have. We kind of like, we, we basically build like build on a new arm essentially yeah, until yeah. they get it working and feel confident they can start phasing out the old parts of their business. Um, but that's a lot of fun because it's not, you know, we're doing messaging. We're also, um, you know, creating new, exciting marketing avenues where uh, tr- working with the mindset blocks and the internal upper limits that, that happen, that, that inevitably occur when you're making that big, that big yeah. shift. Um, and that's where I find like, that's, that's, that's like where my uh, joy is. I love it. You've, you've, there's, you, you've touched a lot of things, uh, um, the, 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 the book, the, uh, the big leap. I'll, I'm going to circle back to that in just a moment, if I may. Um, but you, again, I'm, I'm kind of sat here smiling and I know obviously people listening can't, can't, can't see that, but I'm sat here smiling and nodding my head as, as you're speaking, because this idea of um, something that perhaps has brought people to a certain stage in their business, maybe their first product or their first launch or their first offer, which has brought them so far. But then, as you say, they've, they've grown through the process. They've learned new skills as an entrepreneur. We're, we're constantly learning new skills. And then, almost something is born from there. Um, if I may, I, I, that resonates with me. It, I, I said this at the start, Ollie, and I say it again, it, it feels at times like you, you're talking to me um, in the sense, well, I know you are, but in terms of um, <laughs> the, the offer and such as well, in that right. certainly when I started, you know, the advice from my mentor was get really good at one thing. Instagram was the thing and show people how to grow their audience. And that's something that we've, we've done. We've got the, the program and the, the, the course and such, but of course, taking that online and running the business, then there's all other elements. There is the, the webinar side, there is the, the funnel side, there is the, the, the paid advertising side, there is the, the sales process and such. And there's a, I, I personally have a real yearning to be able to deliver more of that, um, but almost in some ways I've held back a little bit. Um, maybe some ways sticking in that comfort zone of, well, we've, we've, we've done Instagram really well, we've, we've shown people how to do that, we can keep doing that, and almost hesitant to take that next step. So. I guess that's another example. Is that the kind of thing that, that, that you're talking about? Is that, does that make sense or have I mis, misinterpreted that? No, that is exactly what I'm talking about. And my first question would be to you is what comes up for you when you think about taking that next leap? Like what are, what are the fears that are yeah. coming up? Um, that's a really good question. I, um, I, I, think, I think the thing for me is... Growing, uh, growing the Instagram uh, and, and and specializing in that area, it allowed me to be seen as being somebody that was that was good at one thing, uh, and that, that thing. I think that the the fear, in a way, um, becomes: Am I good enough to go and teach those other things? You know, am I good enough to be able to teach sales? Am I good enough to be able to teach funnels and such? Even even though I know I've done it in my business, and and you know we've had some incredible results. Um, that I think that's the thing that holds me back. And will people say, oh, actually, why is he why is he teaching that? Just you know, get back to what you, what you know, kind of thing. Um, right. It's kind of like the, I think it was Starbucks when they started offering a lot of the different foods and there was like, like you were so good at coffee. Why didn't you just stick yeah. with coffee? Now it's confusing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Is that so, and, is, is, and is that a common thing? I mean, I, 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 oh, this, so this common. And, and yeah, I apologize. I realize yeah. I asked probably a very personal question. No, um, no, and I appreciate it. It's putting you on the spot a little bit. Yeah, no, it's good. It wasn't intended to turn into a, a therapy session, but uh, no, I, I appreciate it. This is this is the thing. Or right? it's I, I think a coaching session, not a not a therapy session. I did the therapy. Um, what I what so that's a really common um, fear, and what I find is especially when you created a high high profile business you become known for something and this may or may not be true for you I'm actually speaking about other other clients um, that I'm relating this to that it's almost like if I do this and it doesn't go as well it's going to hurt my reputation or I um, you know I'm going to look stupid in some way and uh, that is a it's something that holds a lot of people back and so how like how would answer what you said and what I just mentioned that actually is coming from a previous client is that what you've done up until this point has one taught you a lot of things there. You can absolutely teach those things now that you have experience doing them and you have had success and everything you've built gives you kind of more leverage. Um, I, I think when we start out, things are so hard because we don't have the, the reputation to leverage. We don't have yeah. all of the experience and the case studies and everything to leverage. And we're really starting starting from scratch and you're having to build all of that. And it feels like if you were to move into another area that you're kind of having to do that all over again. So that's what I meant when I was talking earlier. Like yeah. it feels like you're starting over. But the reality is you're not. You've built a foundation for yourself and you're just building another floor and you still have the foundation to, to work from. And chances are, if we were to go through some client stories and experiences that you've had with the Instagram business, there's probably case studies we could use for webinars and case studies that we can use for the other things that you want to teach that will, will give you that leg up to be able to position it and have it be really successful. Um, and I always make sure that I'm working with people that are really high integrity. Most of my clients are definitely over deliverers. So they're not going to be making promises that they're not going to back up. So even if they create a program and they go take their first client through it and it's really not going the way they expected, they're going to work until that person gets that result. And in that process, they're going to figure out what the, what the, what the method is for the next person. Um, So as long as someone, I, I guess what I'm saying here is as long as someone isn't making a promise that they, um, have no way of backing up and are, you know, going to kind of not take responsibility for someone that has signed up with them. Um, that like those kinds of people I do not work with, but I run into those very seldomly because I find most people in this industry are it, the results of their clients are really important to them. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, that idea of, of almost growing into the delivery as well. Um, I know it wasn't quite the the point you were making, I don't think, but just it, it, it triggered something in my mind from a book I've recently read um, uh, called $100 Million Offers. Um, oh, I just and, read that book too. It's a really oh, good fantastic. book. Oh, fantastic. Alex Termosi. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah, fantastic book. And and there's a paragraph in there. I shared this with one of one of my clients last week uh, who, again, was having this kind of imposter syndrome about her offer and uh, and, and, you know, could she really ask for that that you know that price point and, and did she have the value in there and such and and I, I read the paragraph from the book to her and, and just said you know when you offer that you you will naturally kind of upskill yourself and up level yourself to you know to fulfill um that delivery 
you know and and mm -hmm. i'm a, a big believer in that and i think that's exactly what you've what you just you just said so thank you so much yeah holly for sharing that i, I do greatly appreciate that and i think there, there will certainly be people listening i mean i again that it resonates with me totally but people listening who think yeah i've, I've done this for a certain amount of time i've got to this level and i really want to keep ultimately for me personally and i, I think it's the same for, for you and i'm sure it's the same for your clients looking at more ways to to continue to grow as an individual and as an entrepreneur but also more, more ways that you can actually help people as well is that fair to say yeah absolutely and um yeah the, and the thing to remember is that you've kind of already done the hard part which is building the audience and you know getting getting that that foundation laid um, yeah. And then, yeah, for many, it becomes, okay, well, how can I, how can I help more people and how can I get this, um, this message out there to, you know, we all want to create good in the world and uh, your business is such a great vehicle for doing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I anticipate there's going to be a lot of people listening that, that will resonate with, with what you've been talking through today, Holly. I know we've literally just scratched the surface. Um, in, in a moment, I'm going to go to uh, something called what we call the quick fire round and just ask um, a slightly different uh, set of questions um, from, from what we've been talking about so far. But before I do, for, for the type of people that you're looking to connect with and, and that, that maybe have, have listened today and want to know more and how they can connect with you, what's, would, would you share a little bit more about how people could connect with you and what's the, the, the kind of the first natural step for them to be able to do that? Yeah, so the best way to get more information is to go to hollychantal.com and Chantal is C-H-A-N-T-A-L. And um, on there, I have a blog with, that has free resources. And I also have a, a PDF that you can download that is called the Buyer's Arc. And the Buyer's Arc is that decision-making process that a buyer goes through when they're, they're making the decision if they're going to hire you or not. Nice. And there's certain there's, it's, it's, you know, if you've ever bought a car, you've gone through this decision-making process. And if you can align what you're saying in your marketing and, and so many entrepreneurs are missing the answers to these questions, you do that throughout your marketing and make invitations throughout your marketing. You're going to get clients reaching out to that are qualified for your services and that are already like ready to buy um, on a very regular basis. And um, so I've, I've done done a lot of research and work around um, this concept, and and it's it's been game changing for a lot of my clients. So you can yeah. actually get that for free on the website. I love that. I love that. So that is the buyer's arc. I, I, again, I'm I'm just smiling, nodding my head. I'm I'm checking it out right now as we speak. Who who would not want to know how to how to get the messaging right for their audience, and and specifically around where they are in in that like bias by his what by his arc by his process uh and that journey um so the link i'll put in the show notes is it's holly uh, Chant chantel i think we say in english but chantal uh c-h-a-n-t-a-l.com hollychantel.com uh, and i'll put the link in the show notes for people to to pick up as well um just a slight change of direction if i may holly because i'm always keen to to know i'm just going to go into uh, what i would class as the the quick fire questions um, they don't have to be quick fire answers, but uh, quick fire questions. Is there a particular uh, morning routine or daily routine that you that you do um, that you perhaps couldn't live without? <laughs> so my morning routine is going to be very uninspiring. So I, I have 
I have two starts to my morning. There's the actual getting up and uh, getting kids on the bus. That's, that's really boring. Um, <laughs> but then once the kids are on the bus, then my second morning starts. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that is it. I have about two hours before I start working where um, it's just me and my 18 month old. And um, that is probably the best way to start the morning with some snuggles. And I, I don't drink coffee, but I drink um, Rasa, which is uh, okay. like an adaptogenic coffee alternative. Um, and uh, highly recommend it. The website is wearerasa.com. It's so good. And it does so many good things for your body. Um, yeah. And uh, so I have that and, and a granola bar. <laughs> And that's, nice. that's like, that's like my, my chill time, um, in the morning. And I feel like that really sets me up for the day. I love that. I love that. Um, t- so two starts. To we the won't morning. talk about all the chaos that happens before. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think that's pretty normal in, in a lot of households, but the idea of having two starts to the day, uh, is great. Yeah. And then we are Rasa, we are Rasa, W-E-A-R-E-R-A-S-A.com. We are Rasa. I'll put a link in there yes. as well to check that out. Nice. Um, just out of interest, how did you come across that? Where did you first learn of the, the Rasa product company? Facebook ads. I like people okay. bash like they don't like being targeted. I love being targeted because I find the coolest stuff. And so when I was um, pregnant and nursing and, and all of that, um, I've never drank. I've never drank coffee because caffeine just does terrible things to my brain. Yeah. Um, but the I've always liked the idea of having that like hot cup of something. Um, and Rasa just spoke to me. So I, I get the hot cocoa or the, sorry, I get the cocoa blend and it's like drinking hot cocoa in the morning, but it's not sweet. Um, right. And I notice when I haven't drank it for a few days, because it really like the adaptogens really um, are just make your brain work really nicely. Yeah. <laughs> makes you much calmer, makes you be able to deal with stress a lot better. Um, and uh, it's really they did a really good job with it. Oh, good. Oh, great. And so it, it turns out that, that social media marketing does work as well from time to time. Yeah. I found all kinds of like, <laughs> cool, like just like niche things that you would never search for. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I love it. Um, who close or distant has been, and, and this might be somebody that, you know, it might be somebody that you um, work with or connected with uh, regularly or closely or it might be somebody you've never met before, um, maybe even somebody that's not alive now, um, but who has been the most influential person, do you think, on your growth and your your direction? It's a really good question, because there's a few. Um, I would say, like, foundationally, my dad. Um, he's just a very an interesting person. Um, he uh, is definitely who installed my work ethic and yeah. um, really taught me to it's funny. He, he really taught me that if you, if you believe it, you can do it, but not in a like Disney way, <laughs> more, more, more like school of hard knocks way. Um, where for instance, when I was in, I was a competitive gymnast when I, I was like 10 or 11 yeah. and, um, he would say, you know, when you're trying a new skill that could, you know, break your neck, uh, you, if you don't have the confidence that you can do it, you're not going to be able to do it. And um, if you balk halfway through, you're going to hurt yourself. And that I, I learned that lesson over and over again, because I did oh, fall on wow. my head a couple of times. And every time I did, it was because 
I didn't go all in. I didn't go for it. Yeah. And um, so that was, that has definitely shaped the way that I've run my business. It, it, it's definitely shaped, um, you know, some of the steps that I've taken that people would say are brave or courageous. And to me, it's really, it's just, it's how I operate. It's like the, the operating system I was installed with when I was a kid. Um, it doesn't occur that. to me that I should be scared because, you know, you just got to go all in and do it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. What a great, what a great kind of mantra for, and, and a great, a, a great, a, a great analogy as well, as you say, you know, the, 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 the gymnastics and such. And um, as you say, if you don't commit, you, you, you're going to get, you're going to, um, you're going to get hurt. And so that applies in, in so many areas of life as well. Um, is there anybody else? You mentioned your dad. So thank you. Is there, is there, is there anybody else that you wanted to mention or that comes to mind? Um, so I, I, I like to plug my coach cause she's awesome. Um, Michelle Quinn, uh, her website is cyphera.com C Y P H E R R A. Um, she has been instrumental in the last few years. Uh, she does a lot of mindset work and spiritual okay. work. And, um, that, that has really shaped my business for, um, the last couple of years. And she actually is a partner with me in my trailblazers program where we're help. Remember I said like all this mindset piece in the internal upper limits, she's the one that handles those things. I do strategy. She handles like the mind meld that happens. Um, and yeah, so I think that that's, I think it's becoming more and more like awareness is being brought to it, but the, the thing that's overlooked in business is that it's not only about strategy. It's not only knowing what the right things are to do. There's a lot of internal blocks and a lot of um, thoughts and, and feelings and things that keep you not just from doing things, but doing them successfully. Uh, For example, I read, I read a lot of copy because that's one of the things I do for clients is critiquing their copy. And there's just like these little words that'll sneak in um, that just create a a feeling of unease for the person reading it because you are not feeling confident. And so you don't realize that these words are sneaking into your language when you're marketing. And um, it's, it's not creating that pull that, that you feel when you're writing it, um, you're actually pushing clients away. So that mind, like that mindset piece is so important because the words that you're, that are coming, like that are, you're talking to yourself with in your brain, the words that, that you're using when you're speaking um, and the way you, you actually think about yourself and your work and your clients, um, it all, it all matters. Um, so focusing on that mindset piece has been game changing over the last couple of years. And I've, you know, really made some leaps and bounds in my business. Yeah. And now I'm really pleased that she's also you know working with my clients to help them make those same leaps and bounds that's great you you've 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 kind of teed up a perfect perfect question there which i'm going to ask i can't help myself but just before i do i i i i I, just to pull out what you've said you you can know the technical side you can know the how to or the click by click and what buttons to press where and all these types of things but exactly as you've said the mindset game if you like is is equally potentially even more important than, um, than, than than all the other things because to have that faith, that belief, that confidence, whatever whatever you wish to call it, um, to take action, actually go through and, and follow through is 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 vital. Um, so it, the, the the question I have to ask, which of course I think we've teed up for, is how how important has ha- uh, having a coach been for you, Holly, through your business growth and development? 
What's really interesting is that I didn't have a, a coach, like a, a consistent person until the last couple of years. And um, so a lot of what I've done has been self-learned, self-generated and watching what other people are doing and kind of taking what I resonate with and adapting it to, okay. to my own. So, um, however, you know, I have worked with coaches around, uh, what I find. So there's like, there's different types of coaches. There's someone that is going to support you on the ongoing basis. Like that's what I have Michelle for. And then there's also the coaches that you hire to learn a skill. Um, so I worked with a company a few years ago where, you know, we ran a live event and having, having someone that has done what you want to do hundreds of times and they can, they have created results, you know, at least 90% of the time it's, it just cuts the learning curve. Uh, you know, when I was younger and, and like I said, you know, could work as much as I wanted, had total control over my sleeping, (laughs) I felt like I could just learn everything and, um, things, these kinds of things do come naturally to me, like marketing and, and business and, and that kind of thing. It's, it's, that's kind of my gift. But as I have gotten older and as I've become more and more focused on, on the contribution I want to make, I've realized that it just makes so much sense to hire someone else that has experience in an area to kind of walk you through it rather than work learning through the school of hard knocks. Um, so I'd say like, those are the two different reasons uh, why coaches are amazing is that they can cut a lot of the learning curve. You don't have to make a lot of the mistakes that will happen um, as you kind of work it out organically. Um, so oftentimes the investment is worth it just for that, just to, yeah. to save that time and, and have results more quickly. And then you, you need to have like that ongoing person that supports you throughout your growth to um, kind of be like, be your person, like almost be like your, your, um, not your therapist, but like, <laughs> it's like, like my husband has his work wife, you know, and yeah. who's, who's a man, he's his work husband. Um, but <laughs> And, uh, and, you know, my, and my coach is kind of my, my work wife, um, that is just like, has witnessed your journey, knows what's going on, knows where you're headed and and can kind of be that, that sounding board as you grow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, perfect analogy, uh, again. Yeah. I love that. And, um, yeah, thank you for that. Cause it's, it's, I've, I've, I've made notes. I've put the, the, the link sci-fera.com down as well. Um, and two different coaches or two different types of coaches uh, one with perhaps the, the knowledge in areas that we don't have technical uh, the how-to and a massive massive shortcut time saver and totally worth the investment as you say and then other times having that that person that can that cheerleads if you like all the way through and is with you for the whole journey um is there you mentioned before we mentioned before about the, the book uh, the big leap okay hendrix um if there was, I'll give you two because I, I always struggle to pin down one. Uh, if there were two books that you would recommend to, to, to people listening or when you speak with clients or that you've read recently, um, what are maybe two of the books you'd recommend people just have to pick up and read and why? Yeah, so I always have recommendations based on what, like what they're presenting with, like what they have, what their trouble they're having. Um, so I'll give you some recent books. Um, so $100 million offer was a really good book that I read recently that really broke down how to put offer language together and um, thought like a lot of the things that, 
that he's talking about are things that I do with my clients, but it just added, it added um, just a couple more angles that uh, mm. are missing for a lot of, a lot of people like the guarantee and um, some of the other like uh, hand, um, working the objections into your offer, like those kinds of things uh, were just yeah. really brilliant. And his, and the, the examples he gave just made it really easy to understand. So I really enjoyed that. Um, another book that's really good is, this is not recent, um, but uh, Book Yourself Solid by Michael Port. Uh, that was actually where I got my start in business. I okay. was certified as a Book Yourself Solid instrumental in helping me get my business off the ground. And it's a really, it's a really good like all around marketing messaging. Um, you'll find that most marketing books follow a, a similar arc. And his just hits all of it. Um, so, and, and in just a really brilliant way, like the more, the more I grow in business, the more I realize just how he has simplified um, a lot of things. And that's, that's a really good book um, that you can just keep coming back to. I love that. I love that. So $100 million offers Alex Hormozy, a book yourself solid. Forgive me. I missed the name. Uh, who was that? Who was that by? Michael Port. Michael, Michael Port. Port. Thank you. I'll pop a link for everybody listening in the show notes for those as well. Um, I, I, far and away my favorite thing about interview people is just the amount of resources and things that, uh, that, 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 that we, that we learn, that we share. I think it's fantastic. Um, I'm very conscious of time, Holly. I want to be respectful for your time. You've, you've given up loads, um, for me and, and for the audience today. Um, but I would just ask one final question if I may, I forgive me, I am going to put you on the spot with, <laughs> with this one. Um, but I do ask everybody that comes on the show. Uh, the word influence, uh, or the, the, the title of the podcast, I should say, is, is called Influence. Um, I would love to know, what does the word influence mean to you? Good question. So uh, influence is, I mean, I see I get really like logical, pedantic. And, and to me, it means um, it's like an exertion of, of your energy on that, those around you. Um, or those that are within your circle of, of being able to be influenced. Um, So in your business, I feel like you have the opportunity to create a lot of influence because your business has a lot of energy behind it and the ability, like the capacity to make a really big impact. Um, So building your influence is kind of you honing that tool to be able to create the impact that you want. Um, It's just such a, it's, your business is just such an amazing vehicle. Um, on my website, I have a page called like do more good. And it's, and that's kind of what it's about is as a, as a entrepreneur, you have, you're not, your income is not capped. Your, your capabilities are not capped. Like you have the infinite possibility for possibilities open for you. And, um, as you build that influence and that, that ability to, um, to, to put that energy into the world, you have the ability to do more good. Um, A quote from, I'm pretty sure it's from Walt Disney is we don't make, we don't make money to make more movies. We make, no, that's, that's not the quote. Um, (laughs) Shoot. It 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 may be. (laughs) I'm going to have to look it up. Uh, I thought I knew it. It's it's something like uh, we don't make movies to make money. We make money to make more movies. That's what it is. Um, Because they love, they have a love for what they do and, and they want to make money to make more movies because that is what's putting good into the world. Yeah. And that um, I feel like is, is 
very similar for many of my clients who are in their business to make an impact and um, do more good in the world. It's not just about, you know, selling widgets to make, make a buck. Yeah. So good. Do more good. What a great phrase. That might be the title of the episode, to be honest. I love that. Um, it's over, I almost feel that you brought us full circle as well in terms of doing, following the business that you love, structuring it in a way that, that brings you that, that happiness, that ease, as you say, and it allows you to do more good and impact people in the world as well. Um, Holly, I've, I've, I've sorry enjoyed this conversation. I'm sure you, you could probably tell just from my tone of voice, but uh, everyone listening as well. Um, just before we wrap up, just remind us one more time where is best for people to connect with you. And are there any just final messages or final things that you'd like to share uh, with the listeners before we wrap up today? Um, no, no final lessons, but um, I just want to say, I've really enjoyed the conversation as well. Like this, uh, you've, you, you've brought a lot of really interesting insights that I think that uh, listeners will, will find value in and, and you always do. Um, that's, that's why we listen to your podcast. Um, so I just want to thank you for being an awesome host and sharing your knowledge and insights um, on this platform because you know you're 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 influential <laughs> in Thank what you. you're doing um, and I forget what your other question was was it uh, That's okay uh, where, where, where should people go to, to to find you connect with you oh uh, hollyshantal.com um, that's the best way to um, learn more about what I do get free resources like the buyer's arc or some of the things on my blog um, and yeah, really find your, your message to market match and what to say in your marketing um, so that you can reach more amazing clients. Fantastic. Fantastic. Holly, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, I do greatly appreciate your time. Certainly don't take it for granted. Hollychantel.com is the website where you can get access to all those resources, find out more about Holly and connect with her there as well. And definitely go and download the, the buyer's arc, um, free guide as well i would highly recommend checking that out i certainly am going to after this episode um holly just on behalf well from me but of course from everybody listening i will say a huge thank you once again for being with us Uh, it's greatly appreciated i would love to have you back uh in the future perhaps even in 12 months time when we talk about uh business enjoyment and success and, and ease once more um and uh do greatly appreciate you uh you coming on so thank you again holly for your time i do greatly appreciate it thank you i hope everyone has an awesome day Thank you so much. Everybody that's been with us, thank you for joining us. Very much appreciated. And we will speak to you very, very soon. All the best. Take care. Bye-bye. Hi, friends. Jake here again. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find links to anything that we've discussed, books, trainings, other podcasts, uh, anything currently that we're enjoying, you will find those in the show notes. Or you'll find it somewhere in and around all the information that you usually find in a podcast. And a reminder that if you'd like to know more about what I do, if you want more of tools, resources, any recommendations, readings, uh, free training, products and such, then you can find all of that on the website jakeadamdavy.com. Equally, if you want to come over and say hello, Instagram is always the best place and the account is at jakeadamdavy. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't hesitate to leave us a review. Of course, the more stars, the better. And equally, sharing is caring. So if you've heard something or listened to something that you've enjoyed yourself and you think will be beneficial or useful to other people, please do pass that on. It will be very much appreciated. And as you know, when you get a recommendation from somebody that you trust, there really is nothing better. 
Thank you so much. And until next time, stay on mission, do something extraordinary for others, keep inspiring and keep growing your circle of influence. Goodbye. Goodbye.